0: Welcome to Free Flow Friday, powered by the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. I'm Dave DeBo, and I'm very excited to give you an over-the-shoulder learning experience around raising capital, as well as other tips, tricks, and strategies to help you on your real estate investing journey. So let's start. Let's discover together. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Dave DeBo with another one of our Zooming In trainings. Our special expert guest today is Mr. Kyle Ford talking about cottage rentals 101 and to just prove the fact that he lives what he's talking about he's zooming in from the cottage today so how are you doing today Kyle?
1: I'm great Dave thanks for having me on always excited to talk about cottages so
0: yeah well I'm really really excited about this because uh, you guys have got this really really dialed in so I uh, I can't wait to see what you're up to with cottage rentals the big benefits you know this pandemic thing Everybody is freaking out about it, but I think this has done nothing but good things for Cottage Rentals, from from what I've understood. And and we'll see if you if your crystal ball says it's going to keep going that way.
1: Yeah, it's been a great year, all in all. And based on our next year's forecast and you know, pre-bookings and stuff, I think the domestic travel is going to be here to stay for a bit and definitely looking at uh, continuing to grow in the space.
0: Awesome. Very good. Well, I'll let you take it away, my friend. I'm just going to mute myself and turn off my ugly mug so they can focus on you.
1: Great. <laughs> I think your mug's great, by the way, though, Dave. So
0: I appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks, buddy.
1: Awesome. So I have a presentation today, as you can see here. I've listed my lovely fiance on here, Chelsea. She can be here with us today. She is my co-venturer in cottage rental business. So we call it Cottage Rentals 101. The way I like to do this presentation, tell you a little bit about ourself and our story. And our story has a lot of great, you know, great nuggets in it on how to build a cottage rental business. So I'll kind of start with a little bit about who we are. We're real estate investors out of Kitchener, originally. We are currently living in Grand Bend, Ontario, which is where a bulk of our cottages are. Our other businesses have moved basically fully remote since COVID. Might as well work from the cottage. I can see my boat and see dues from my office. So it's the perfect spot to be. We started investing in 2013. I've done all elements of investing. So I've been in uh, single-family rentals, triplexes, big building burrs. We've flipped pre-construction condos. Most recently we're doing, uh, sorry, I do a ton of private lending as well. And most recently we're into larger scale land development, the cottage rental, large scale land development. I also am a mortgage broker. I run the Kyle Ford mortgage team, Chelsea runs home staging and design business as well. This is a little out of date since we currently own 11, we actually own 12 cottages under simply paradise. Kind of our focus here is uh, on clean as Chelsea would say, instil worthy friendly cottages. And we are most recently also expanding into the motel business. So if anyone's seen the recent motel makeover on Netflix, we have a similar project underway right now, which I'm excited to share about in the future. So just kind of diving in a little bit about the cottage rental business and how we got into it and, you know, some of the deals that we did. The very first cottage we purchased was back in 2016. That was prior to Chelsea and I's relationship. I bought this one on my own. This is a cottage we purchased about two and a half hours north. And when I did this deal, it was predominantly a lifestyle investment. So the goal for me when I did this deal wasn't massive cash flow, wasn't income replacement, wasn't you know, those main core investment philosophies that we like to focus on in a lot of our investments. I just wanted a cottage that the renters paid for when I wasn't using it. And even if it cost me a couple grand a year at the end, I looked at that as kind of like a vacation budget. So kind of a cool uh, cool story with this one negotiated a 90% vendor take back mortgage. For anybody who doesn't know what a VTB is, it is when the seller of the property holds the mortgage for you. So there was no credit checks, there was no income verification. We were drinking Corona on that lovely dock that you see there when we negotiated this deal in good sound mind, I might add. We negotiated this 90% VTB. So took over this cottage had it for the first year, went pretty well. I think it net cost me a couple grand that year to own that property, which I like. I said I was okay with. The following year, though, we started. You know, we we blocked out some weeks, but then we got some good requests for for money for those weeks, and we decided to rent them out. And before we knew it, this cottage was you know it was making money now, but we couldn't really enjoy it ourselves. So that's when we made the decision to move to our next property. This is what we call Scoot Shack. You're going to notice throughout this that we have a lot of cheeky names. For our cottages, Scoot is our dog. The branding that we put into the cottage is great for marketing. People love the names. We have part of our repeat business. We have people saying, "I stayed at Scoot Shack last time. I stayed at the Lazy Bear the time before that." What else do you got? Where else can we stay? They wanna, they wanna experience them all. So this is the second one that we purchased, and but same thing with this one. We weren't really trying to build a cottage business at this point. The challenge was, is we. We're renting out our other cottage so much we couldn't use it, so we bought this one and we said, "Okay, this is the one. We're going to use this one most of the time. Only rent it out a little bit, and then we have our cottage that's ours." So once again, use a private lender to get into this deal. You're going to see in the cottage business, specifically around short-term rentals, financing is very, very difficult. It's not impossible. There are definitely workarounds, but using private money is a great tool. That we use to uh, accelerate our growth in this business. So when we had this one, you're going to notice this is a bit of a theme as we go here. We uh, once again started renting the cottage out too much. Couldn't really enjoy it very much. Started being rented all the time, and that's when we kind of started having our a little bit of our aha moment. Like, hey, this cash flow is really good, and I got some long term rentals back in Kitchener, but they are not cash flowing anywhere near what these cottages are so an opportunity presented itself so sorry i just want to jump, uh, show you some pictures here this is the at the top was the original the original decor of this cottage as you can see chelsea instified it made it beautiful and great to look at in our experience we hear people say all the time they want a rustic cottage experience that is not what our business has found we found that people want beautiful they want granite they want air conditioning they want dishwashers they want all the bells and whistles they don't tend to want what they've told us they want which is rustic they want the nice stuff so there's a little bit of the before and after so you can see here a major kitchen rehaul in the bottom right here but some of the rooms we just simply painted added flooring and added more beds so you can see in this one specific room this sleeps four they say in this industry beds and heads so the more people you can get into a cottage, the the higher the night per rent per night you can get obviously increases your cash flow. and also we have a lot of people that like to combine groups. brothers, sister, kids, grandma and grandpa, group of 10 of them, they want to come. that's how they make it affordable for themselves and that's how they and that's how we get top dollar for our cottages. So that was the before and after. So this in 2019 is when we purchased our beachfront property and this is when we started taking the cottage rental business a little bit more seriously. You're gonna see in the next couple of slides, some of the things we did. This is another property that we purchased with a vendor take back mortgage. We got it financed at over 90% loan to value. So it was over a million dollar purchase price. And we had the vendor lend us back a million dollars on this. This is a property that we were able to carry for the last several years. And I just, before this presentation, uploaded our new development that's going on there. So this started off as just a single family cottage that we rented off. We're now putting a luxury boutique condo building on there. It's going to be three to four units depending on what we can get approved but this is a luxury boutique type property now our intention is actually to live in these condos not rent them out but if they were to go on airbnb or any other short-term rental website we would it would be very very lucrative these things would rent for 500 to a thousand dollars a night all day long so going forward from here this is another another interesting strategy and story that i'll tell you in relation to cottage rentals this is a property that was right. the first two that i showed you in grand bend were 16 and 17 pine this property came up and it was 18 Pine, right at the corner so i like to say we own it was the house between boardwalk and park place so when this property came up full transparency we were not in a position to buy it we had other major projects going on a lot of other irons in the fire we were not in a great position but the cool thing about this one is There was 10 people that owned this cottage, 10 kids that owned it, and some of them wanted to sell it and some of them didn't. What we actually did on this property is we did, and this is a great tool for you to to use when you're negotiating on buying cottages. It could be an emotional experience for a family to be selling the property. We negotiated a one year close, so we're going to make the offer today, agree to a price today, put the deposit down today, but we're not going to close for a year. And the way we position that wasn't that hey we're not ready to buy it right now, it was. This gives the whole family one last summer every kid gets a week at the cottage everyone gets a chance to say goodbye to it and then we'll be closing the following year. worked out really well they went for it right away, they had no idea that it had nothing to do with the fact that we weren't in a position to close on. it Another kind of cool thing that i'll point out here, if you look in the top right, you can see that there's a bunch of trees over here that was actually blocking the lake view of this property so in that year time between when we and we owned the property across the road we actually cut down those trees and turned this property from a non-lake view property to a lake view property and even after we build our condos there's still going to be a lake view so that was a great way to value add to this property by increasing the lake view so this is a property we did a full burr on it we were able to get our full cash out on the refi we originally closed with a private lender this property right now we purchased for four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, and to put it into perspective it's renting for about 35 to four thousand dollars a week so when we talk about the one percent rule we are generating well well above that this is closer to a two percent rule cottage from there this is as i mentioned this is when we started getting a little bit more serious about cottage rental space these are a couple three other cottages that we bought in the previous year all of these are in the Grand Bend area. We we're buying them. We we're doing full burrs on them. Acquiring with private lending, refinancing to burrow out these two cottages. We were able to pull, increase value of two hundred thousand dollars in ninety days, which was a cool, pretty cool deal. I'll show you some before and after. So once again, if you look at the top right here, we're not doing a major rehab in some of these. We simply added a coat of paint, stylish decor, and these are the things that you know really create that Instagram. Uh, photo experience that people tend to want really creating a moment. So if you look at below, you can see here, this cottage was mostly clean patch and paint, and we were able to get a massive lift on this property. Going to the next cottage, you'll see here, this one, we did more of a full-blown rehab. We actually discovered that they, the previous owners had lowered the ceiling height by four feet. We got into the project. We were able to see that. Open it all up and create this luxury design feel. So I'll just skip through these. I know not everyone's here to see all the pretty photos, but they can be they can be great to to look at as well. This is the final one that we bought in 2020. This was kind of a cool deal. This is right when COVID hit. We were currently sitting with multiple vacant cottages during the first wave of COVID. We were not renting the cottages at all. Everything was shut down. We were honoring the short term rental ban, so we shut everything down. And a neighbor here actually came to us and said, this COVID thing is kind of freaking us out, we want out of the cottage business, we're selling it. So we picked this one up for $400,000, put it into perspective, the cottage was appraised one year later for eight fifty dollars after our renovations. And as you can see in the bottom left corner, we actually severed a lot off the side of it, we're going to be building a luxury seven bed, four and a half bath home. So this started off as, hey, I want to buy a cottage, I'm okay with spending a couple bucks a month. If I have to help carry it, I want to vacation it to a portfolio of properties and into larger building and development. So I'll get into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts here. This shocks a lot of people. Our booking rate through Airbnb is only about 20% of our total bookings. So Airbnb is a great tool. It's one of our core calendars that we use in our business, the actual format and layout of airbnb is is fantastic it's a great way to fill our vacancies but the bulk of what we do is actually on facebook we rent to people who don't even know that they're looking for cottages uh for a cottage so chelsea will post in buy and sell groups facebook marketplace just pictures of our cottage and we get a ton of bookings through that we have kijiji as well as vrbo and i believe we've tried a little bit of expedia it wasn't really for us Bulk of our our bookings are private bookings because of the number of cottages we have now. What we do is we do a lot of marketing on Facebook Marketplace, buy and sell. We have our own website, simplyparadisefr.com. Feel free to go there and check it out. We'd love for you guys to give some feedback. That's our landing page. So we promote on Facebook, go check out the website. They look at the properties, look at some of the different locations, and we do a lot of cross sell from there. We mentioned it here naming the cottages, branding. That's become very effective for us. We have people who, like I said, they wanna come back to the different cottage based on the names. It's a bit of a funny story. We're in Grand Bend, that's where we live. We're walking our dog, people hear us. Oh, what'd you just say your dog's name is? Scoot? Oh, that's the cottage we're staying at. We're like, yeah, that's that's us. So kind of cool. It's cool marketing and definitely definitely branding. This is a big one that I wanna talk, maybe spend a little bit more time to camp out on here. Off-season marketing. Most people, are budgeting way too high a vacancy in off season for their cottages. I'm seeing people say, well, I'm only gonna count on eight months a year because you know we're not gonna get any rentals in the winter. We run about a 95 to 98% occupancy rate, which is almost unheard of. And what that a lot has to do with is, first of all, hot tubs. Hot tubs have are, and I promise you, if you're getting into the cottage rental business, You're going to hate me for telling you to get a hot tub because they are a pain in the butt. There's a lot of maintenance involved, but hot tubs drive our business in the winter rental. We make a ton of revenue from these hot tubs and I'll give you a bit of a breakdown here. We book our cottages in three booking periods. You can either book a one week stay from Friday to Friday. You can book a weekend from Friday to Monday, or you can book a Monday to Friday. So if we use it, if we break it down to Friday to Monday and Monday to Friday, that's eight booking cycles in a month. On average, you're going to get eight booking cycles, two a week times four weeks, eight booking cycles. If we were to just do in January $500 per booking cycle, so Monday to Friday for $500 and a Friday to Monday for $500, that's $1,000 a week. Times four weeks is $4,000 a month times three months in the off season is an additional $12,000 in revenue. We are getting a lot more than $500 for those booking periods. The Monday to Fridays in January. Yeah. We're probably getting like six, six fifty, but that's better than vacant, right? That's supporting our off season property maintenance. So we have to keep, we have to maintain the properties anyway. So we might as well have revenue coming through, but on average, we're getting about 650 for a Monday to Friday and about 900 to a thousand for a weekend. We do promotions with local restaurants and businesses to recommend them as, as things, as something to do. Add the cottage, we add the hot tubs, which is the main driver. We do little things like board games. People are looking for different things to do. And here, I'm based out of Ontario. I mean, you and your spouse can only go to Niagara Falls so many times for the weekend. I mean, it gets old fast. So we have so many people coming here to do, you know, just a couple's weekend or, hey, a couple of friends from high school are getting together. And if you have four couples for a weekend in January for 800 bucks, it's 200 bucks per couple. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the hotel. This part of our business has been actually dramatically improved from COVID, where we've seen a lot more revenue coming through. I'll use this section to talk a little bit about COVID and some of the challenges that we've seen in COVID. Since COVID, we've had three short-term rental lockdowns. So essentially, the government's saying that short-term rentals is non-essential business. So during the first lockdown, we fully shut down. Obviously, the COVID was new, so many unknowns, we didn't want to be a part of the problem. We fully shut down our business, shut down all rentals, canceled everybody, did not have anybody. When the second lockdown came around, pivoted. So we made the decision that the short-term rental ban was 28 days or less, and this was in February so we decided to rent the cottages for a month you can rent it for a month for 30 days and work from home for the next lockdown it actually worked pretty good we got a handful of bookings at the cottages that were available people saying hey yeah i've been locked in my house for a year i'll go for two thousand dollars three thousand dollars for a month sure we'll go hang out at the cottage and work from there we made sure we were respectful to the rules we asked people to quarantine when they got there not shop at the local grocery store right away wait until they were we're good and healthy and all that stuff once again in the small towns we want to make sure we're respectful of our neighbors and the cottage communities who can be a little bit more fearful of people traveling from out of town so that was the second lockdown by the time the third lockdown came around the rules became pretty clear you were only allowed to rent to people who were in need of housing so we adjusted all of our bookings that every person who came to the cottage had to declare that they were in need of housing so we did lose bookings when I mentioned the 95 to 98% occupancy, that's not including COVID. When, when we were in those short-term rental bans, we were running about 60 maybe 70% occupancy. But what we did found is there was a lot of people still looking for accommodations. So that was people who were, there was, we heard everything under the moon. Our house was getting renovated. So we booked a cottage. The, we finally got our contractors in. They were going to be working at the house. We booked the cottage to stay. We're in need of housing. We heard some not as good stories. We're having marital problems. Myself and my kids are going to come stay at the cottage for a couple of weeks. My spouse and I need, need space. We've heard more positive stories. People, hey, listen, we're working remote now. We love Grand Bend. We're going to book this for two weeks. We're house shopping. We're coming up. We're looking to move to this area. We're going to relocate. We're house shopping. So we actually were quite surprised at how busy we were in the third lockdown when we were made ourselves available to in need of emergency housing. We did have the police called in that, uh, where some of the neighbors didn't think we were following the rules. The police invest, I showed them all of the emails. I showed them some of the stories from the tenants about why they were staying, And the police fully deemed that we were operating within the rules and did not, we were, weren't fine. We weren't charged and we were advised that we were welcome to proceed under those terms. So, uh, definitely, definitely scary times for some short-term rental operators. But I encourage you to, to look at your area, look at what the rules are in your area. What are the guidelines? What does everybody say is allowed? Talk to your counselor, talk to the local police and by all means, follow the rules. Like the rules exist for a reason. We gotta keep everyone safe, but you can still operate a profitable business. So I wanted to add that section in the off-season marketing here. Just some tips and tricks around expense and management. Our businesses are basically all Google Drive now. It, it links really well, shares on email. We use a Google sheet to communicate with our maintenance people at the point we're at now. We have a full-time guest experience manager who does all the front end of the business. Chelsea does all the sales and we have two maintenance guys. So the sheets work really well when we get maintenance requests in, we have the maintenance guys go out, they can uh, list hot tub uh, maintenance, confirming things were done on time. So Google drive works really well for us. We use Excel spreadsheets and for our internal stuff. And the Airbnb calendar for our, our master calendar. This is a great one here. We have brought our cleaning in-house now where we have on-staff cleaners as well. Generally, that's not gonna make sense for you until you hit about the five property range. Until then, work and hire with a reputable cleaner or cleaning companies and pay them well. Do not nickel and dime these cleaners. These cleaners, especially if you're not local to the property, these people can be your the, the holy grail for you, they're your saviors. They're able to, we have cleaners that do product runs. So they go pick things up for us. They go get things for us. They help and assist with any issues. So we've had people not leaving the property on time, cleaners showing up on time, making sure they're removed. Just little stuff like that. Hire, empower, and embrace your cleaner. Damage deposits, make sure you take them. Sometimes we've had very few times where we've had to, but when you have to, you have to signage in cottages i call them chelsea's passive aggressive signs but they're they're great you need to be clear with people you can't expect there's a reason why tim horton still has to put the coffee is hot right you have to be clear with people and these sign these signs are going to make your management easier if you're self-managing in the beginning and i love what this is chelsea's part but she put a professional cottage check and instructions the faqs so there's a bit of an example in the bottom one here Uh, that was for our template of hard Knox life that's another cottage we own Knox is our son so that's kind of a cheek another cheeky name but these are the professional check-in instructions once again these some things might seem obvious to you but if you've never been there you don't necessarily know we have people traveling from abroad who don't speak english so when they're coming to this new country a new cottage they don't necessarily know everything. Now, translating these things can be harder, but giving them as much information as possible is going to make your life easier from a management perspective. So the FAQs are, are absolutely key. I think that pretty much uh, wraps things up. No, not here for a sales pitch by any means, but if you're interested in booking info at Simply Paradise, And if you have any questions on mortgages, my emails, my emails there.
0: Holy smokes, that, uh, Kyle, that was awesome. Thanks, buddy. And my hat off to you and Chelsea for doing such a a kick ass job with this business model. I mean, you guys deserve all the success that you're enjoying because you are treating this like a business. Sounds like you kind of stumbled into it in a fun way. (laughs) But, you know, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I love your cheeky names. I can see why that is so appealing. I can see why so many people want to hop from cottage to cottage within your portfolio instead of finding somebody else because a it's fun b you've got these instagram worthy cottages so you're you're head and shoulders above some of your competition I'm sure and you just seems like you guys are just super professional and very very well organized so yeah that is awesome and hey Ben I want to I just want to tell you thank you so much for laying out such a clear explanation I was saying, okay, well, I'm going to come up with some questions. Well, you answered all the damn questions. (laughs) The big one I was going to ask is about the housekeeping. So that was really good because I was going, okay, at what point do you hire your own crew? When does that make sense? So, okay, five plus cottages, I can see that. Other things that, that popped into my head from your presentation is it really is all about how many people you can get in that cottage. So number of beds, number of heads, you know, myself and our family were staying at an airbnb in mexico this this uh, december and that was a big thing right because it's exactly that it's myself my wife her son my adult kids their partners so how do we all stuff into you know it's all about how do we all get in the same place and have a good time so yeah man that is absolutely fantastic and i also like the fact that you're really really focused on one community like like you've created your own little monopoly board there. Like you say, you own, you know, ding, 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 all three of the properties there. And then the fact that you got the owner financing and you, you're able to make it a real win-win for that family. Cause I was thinking when he said, there's 10 kids involved, I'm going, oh my God. And if someone want to sell, some of them don't then. So that was an estate situation kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. grandma passed away. She had 10 children. The Five wanted to sell, five didn't, but they were out of money. The estate yeah. was out of money to pay for it. So it wasn't really a choice. But when my offer came in with a one-year close, everybody gets one last hurrah. Yeah, It was kind of, they had did their calculations. They had just enough money for another year. Yeah. They, they knew it was sold then, so they didn't have to worry about the market crashing. Yeah. Everybody gets one more vacation. So it worked out really well.
0: It did work out really well. Plus, they got a little bit of cash up front to to know that you're serious and help cover the cost for the year and all that kind of good stuff.
1: That's right.
0: Oh, really, really smart. So if you don't mind sharing, Kyle, how, how much of your focus is on this area of, I know you're a full-time mortgage broker as well, but within your portfolio, is this your main thing these days?
1: Candidly, Dave, no. Uh, it's Ch- Chelsea is the full-time operator of this business. Wow. Um, she, she and we built infrastructure. We have the full-time guest experience manager. She's on salary. She runs the the front end. We have two cleaners on staff, plus four more uh, independent contractors. We have two maintenance people on staff, plus two more independent contractors. So I run, I still am involved in the construction and the development side, Mm. uh, as well as the financing side. But as the front end operator, no, that's Chelsea. I'm doing some pretty major development stuff in the mortgage business right now, which is Mm. tends to be where my focus is.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, again, Kyle, thank you so much for sharing that. That was super cool, my friend. And yeah, you guys, if you're looking for a cottage in Ontario, you, now you know the guy that can get you hooked up. That's for sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's see. Oh, Suzanne's watching here on Facebook. No question, just says thanks very much, <laughs> Dave and Kyle. Awesome. Very good, Suzanne. Thanks for being part of this. And Kyle, thanks for sharing. I'll, and we'll get this up on the podcast. I, I think a lot of people are going to get some great value from this.
1: Happy to help, Dave. And uh, yeah, anyone looking for a cottage in the Grand Bend area, happy to help. If you have questions, guys, you know, Chelsea and I are happy to help. Shoot us a quick message. We're we're never too busy to take the time to answer answer a small question to help get someone started.
0: Well, that was the other cool thing that I appreciate you sharing is about the marketing, because my initial assumption is, hey, it's probably 90 percent Airbnb, 10 percent everything else. And it's almost the opposite. You you guys are eighty percent other stuff, twenty percent Airbnb, which was surprising.
1: And that's how we hit that occupancy rate. Yeah. Like no, I'll I'll do a little bit of a humble brag here, but like almost nobody's running ninety eight percent occupancy at a cottage. Not yeah. on a seasonal thing, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Like, no, nobody's doing that. And when we when we post those Monday to Fridays in January for six hundred bucks, you know we're in a, a tech forward environment. We're in the covid environment we get a lot of couples being like you know i'm homeschooling my kids right now we just want to go look at a different color of paint on the wall like we don't we don't care like we just want to go somewhere else and do something else or yeah. we, um, we you know we'll get construction guys coming up in the area they're like we're pulling our per diem we're going to take the cottage and pocket our per diem and the we're going to hang out and drink beer and hang out in your hot tub at night not tell the boss sure yeah. that's fine so it's uh by by doing that direct marketing on Facebook that's filling things in advance and then our calendars are full on Airbnb which I think creates a bit of that scarcity yeah where people are like oh man this place is booked all the time like look there's a spot we're Let's- it now yeah. Let's see it now yeah exactly so yeah it's uh yeah. We, once again that was another thing that it just kind of started where we were on an Airbnb and you know, when we started leveling up a little bit, I'm like, Chell, start like posting on Facebook. We got to fill these things. And before we knew it, that became our primary, you know, primary primary source of rental.
0: That is so cool, man. Kyle, thank you so much, my friend. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Yeah, fantastic.
1: No problem, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And glad, glad I can help and share with our experiences.
0: All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Kyle. No problem. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.